I want us to quickly open our Bibles to Joel chapter 2. And I'm reading from verse 21. The Bible says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former, the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the later rain when? In the first month. And do you know, this month is the first month. And do you know, this is the last day of the month. And do you know, that means it's tonight. You know, when you read on in this passage, you find that God, in His love and compassion, He's very eager to give us His blessings. That's why He wants to start in the first month. He doesn't want us to lose another time. Because he said the years that the canker worms have eaten, all the years that you have lost, he wants to replenish. And so he doesn't want you to go through half of the year before the blessing comes. He is eager to give you a blessing tonight. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive it? You, you see, you, you may be looking at myself, my little feeble self. Is it me that will do a great thing? No. The Bible says it's the Lord that will do a great thing. Don't look at my feebleness. Don't look at your own feebleness. Because it is not you, it's the Lord. And tonight we are going to relax in the presence of God. Because it's not by power, it's not by might. Don't stress yourself. It's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And he said, Who art thou, O mountain, before my servant? Ye shall be a plain. So tonight we have come to do send forth for the mountains. <laughs> the mountains need a send forth. <laughs> and they are going to go tonight. We're going to take a song. Standing on the promises of God. Because that's what we're going to do tonight. And as we stand, we'll see the mountains move. Please. Let's just stand up as we take this. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages where His praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God, standing. Standing, standing on the promises of God, 
upon your promise. Your promises are sure. They are yea and amen. Lord, we are going to stand upon the promise until we see the fulfillment tonight because we know you are faithful. And so, Lord, we are going to rest in you. We are going to relax in you as we watch you move the mountains. We have said we are making a send forth for the mountains, the troubles, all the long-standing issues, it's time now for them to go. And Lord, we have come for the same forth. And so, Lord, we pray tonight, you will dispatch the angels from heaven to begin to execute the same forth. And Lord, we'll be jubilating as they are disappearing to glorify your name tonight. Lord, we are going to give you all the glory. For you alone deserve glory. You will not share your glory with any man. And so, Lord, take all the glory. Take all the adoration. Blessed be your name. We thank you and we worship you. At this time, we take authority in the name of Jesus over every hindering spirit. We bind and we cast them out of this arena. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's be seated. Before we pray, we look at a brief message. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 13 verse 14. The Bible says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the loss thereof. 
When you look at that verse, it's like putting on a uniform, putting on a dress, talking about putting on in our lives the conduct, the comportment, the mind of Christ, his interest, all that pertains to his attributes, that we put it on as a policeman we put on his uniform. And we know that uniform is a sign of authority. You begin to imagine this evening that a man stands on the road without a uniform. And the truck is coming. What do you think? He's putting his life where? In danger. He may have to run away wounded, isn't it? But let me tell you. If he has a police uniform on, no matter the size of that truck, you know what will happen? He will stand confidently. Why? Because he has the uniform. He has put on that uniform. That uniform is a sign of authority. And so the Bible says, put ye on the Lord Jesus. That is the sign of authority. Because if you don't, you will be risking your life. And in Acts chapter 19, I begin to read from verse 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them. And the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by the name by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one skiver, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, and overcame them, and prevailed against them, so that they did what? They fled out of the house naked and wounded. That's what happens to a man without uniform. Standing on the road in front of a, in front of a vehicle. Especially in Oman. No matter you are seven, you know there are seven here. But if you are seven and you say, because we are many, you go and stand there, <laughs> they don't stop. You will experience what these people experience. You will run away what? Wounded. Yes. It's not the number. It's the uniform. One little man standing there. The truck, heavy, 20 ton, will do what? Stop. And so, for us, to command the authority and the power, we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we saw Paul there. He was recognized. 
Because immediately a man puts on the police uniform, the driver does what? He recognizes. The evil spirit says, look, Paul we recognize. Because Paul is wearing the uniform. Jesus we recognize. But you, who are you? Who, who are you that we should stop for you? And let me tell you, our enemy is not merciful. It's, in fact, Omani drivers are more merciful. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> it's not merciful. He will come at full. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How did Paul put on his uniform in First uh, Thessalonians? We saw that Paul had his uniform. In chapter 2 verse 10. He said, ye are witnesses and God also. How holily and justly and unblameably we behave ourselves among you that believe. That's the uniform. Do you understand the uniform? The uniform Paul put on. You saw it there? How holily, how justly, how unblameably we behave ourselves. That's the uniform, brethren. If we are not willing to live righteously, holily, the devil will recognize that we have no uniform on. Immediately he recognizes that we have no uniform, we have no right to command him to stop. You see, in God's economy, when you are living in disobedience, you do not have the authority to command another person or spirit to obey. We are ready to avenge all disobedience to the extent that our obedience is complete. That's the economy of God. So Paul had on what? His uniform. And his uniform was not only for people outside to see. You know, some of our uniform, when you are far off, you say, ah, this brother is very holy. But when you come very near, when you come very near, it's another story. There is stinging there. There is biting there, biting in front, biting in back. Said, ah, I thought brother was very holy from afar off. But when you come near brother, you see another thing. Not so for Paul. Paul's holiness was for people far away and for people nearby, but Paul was not satisfied. He said, but God has to take witness because... You may be very near to me living in the same room. You don't know what I'm thinking. You know some people, you may be living in the same house with them. You think they are going to heaven. Their hearts, they are planning evil. So Paul said, your witness is not sufficient. I need the witness from above. And that's why he said what? Ye are witnesses and what? God also. So internally, proximally, or nearby and afar off, Paul wore his uniform. That's why it was conspicuous. The devil's could immediately see him afar off. And in fact, let me tell you, 
Paul didn't have to travel. If you read the place where we read, Paul didn't have to travel. Paul was recognized afar off. So immediately handkerchief went from the body of Paul anywhere. They said, we recognize where this handkerchief is coming from. That man has a uniform, so we better obey. His handkerchief that went from his body was obeyed. We need the uniform. Everybody say we need the uniform. Brethren, there is no way you can command authority because tonight we are going to command. (laughs) This is the night of command. And so we need to put on the uniform, brethren. The Bible tells us that he that doeth righteous is of God. Brethren, we have to know what it means to be of God. What it means to be of God is that we live holily. When people are watching us, when they are not watching us, we live holily. That's the way we put on the uniform. When somebody is not there and another person is coming to do something wrong, he says, I don't want to be part of it, brother, sister. This thing you are bringing, you want to take away my uniform. Don't let anybody remove your uniform from tonight. As they come with gossip, as they come with evil speaking, as they come with temptations for money, as they come with anything, you say, no, I have my uniform. Because if the uniform disappears, you come under dominion. It is the uniform that gives you what? Dominion. And so we need to understand that. We need to put on the uniform. So if we don't want embarrassment from... uh, You you saw how those people were embarrassed? Did we see it there? There were seven. Yes. If two shall agree touching anything. There were seven. Two without uniform. It's not... (laughs) The devil doesn't mind about that. The two that agree as touching anything must have uniform. <laughs> Do you understand me? Prayer meeting is good. But prayer meeting without uniform is useless. In fact, you will be embarrassed. So if we do not want sicknesses and devils and, and troubles to embarrass us, we need to do what? Put on the uniform. Are you going to put on the uniform? God is looking for people who will wear uniform. In fact, when I was preparing this message, God said, look, you are, you are thinking of a policeman. No, I'm not looking at policemen. I'm looking at soldiers. Because when things, when, when disobedience becomes so much, now they, they move on the soldiers. Because that's the ultimate in commanding obedience. Say, say you are soldiers. It's a military uniform. It's not a policeman's uniform. Do you want your uniform on? We have to put on the uniform. And so, when you put on the uniform, what do you do in Exodus chapter 14? In Exodus chapter 14, quickly, I read from verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show to you today. 
today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. That sent forth party is not that he's going to come back. The same what we are doing tonight. They are not coming back. You will see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. So you need to relax. And you shall hold your peace. Just relax. Don't try to struggle with it. It's not your strength. We are going to watch God move the mountains. We can be praising Him while He's moving the mountains. It's not of us. It's, it's of His mercy. It's of His compassion. It's of, it's of His goodness. He, he flows goodness unto us. And we just receive. So that's the reason. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore cries thou unto me? Verse 15. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou of thy rod. And stretch out thy hand. You know what the policeman does? He just stretches his hand. And the truck stops. The demons are going to be arrested. The sicknesses that are long standing, they are going to be arrested. All those problems that seem immovable, they are going to be arrested. Just lift up your hand. That's what the Bible says. Just stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground. You will walk out of this place saying bye-bye to your troubles. Because your troubles are drowned in the Red Sea. They are covered in the Red Sea. So there are two things we want to learn from this passage that I read. Number one is what? Fear not, stand still and see. <laughs> Let me tell you. That means when the policeman... Puts on his uniform. He has faith in that uniform, brethren. Let me tell you, he puts his life on the line. He trusts the uniform, and that's why he's standing before a 20-ton truck. Do you know if that uniform fails, he's crushed to death? You know that? He has faith in that uniform. Do you have faith in the Lord Jesus? When you put him on, do you have faith in him? Because you need the faith in him. That's why he says you should stand. Fear not and stand. If the policeman has no faith in the uniform, what do you think he will do? He will be afraid to stand before the truck and he will run. He will not stand still. Are we together here? That's why God says, after you have put on the uniform, what should you do? You stand. Don't be afraid of the truck coming. You stand still and you will see. That's the lesson from that place. It says, you stand. The second lesson is there. Wherefore criest thou unto me? Wherefore Christ thou unto me. Do you know what I want to tell you? A policeman puts his uniform on. He's recruited in the police. Has been given the authority. And he stands on the road. And the big truck is coming. And then he takes his mobile phone. He wants to phone his uh, headquarters to come and stop the truck. Have you seen that happening? 
the there are two lessons here. We need to understand that God has given us the authority. And He said, Ye shall decree a thing and it shall be established. He said, If you say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and you have no doubt in your heart, it shall be removed. You will have what you want say. God is waiting for you to issue the instruction. Let me tell you, any policeman, that when the truck is coming, he starts to phone the headquarters, what will happen? <laughs> he, he doesn't know his job. <laughs> In fact, when the truck sees that he's distracted, <laughs> they will think that uh, this, is not, this is a fake policeman. And then they will come crushing. <laughs> so two things. Number one, we stand until we see the promise. We are not afraid. We are not running. Even if things begin to go negative, we stand until we see the promise. You heard what our sister said? He said he thought that he had failed. That he would not get the pass mark. Well, we thank God that she stood. She stood and what happened? She got more than the pass mark. That's the testimony we had just now. If only you will stand tonight. As we name out all the mountains. Don't stress yourself. You just say, yes, God. I know you have been doing it. So I'll just watch how you do it. We stand. Let me tell you. If you wear that uniform. And the truck is coming. And you begin to run. That truck will laugh. That truck driver will do what? How many of us agree with that? He said, 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 said this man doesn't know his authority. In fact, they will even speed more. You know how this <laughs> policeman is running from the road. <laughs> That's what the devil does to many of us. Instead of standing upon the promise, you begin to run. You give up. He said, maybe it's not coming. You know Jesus Christ. They brought a, a demon-possessed uh, child. He said, You deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of this child and enter no more. Very explicit command. Enter no more. This is the final sent forth. When he issued that command, do you know what happened? We can read it in Mark. Mark chapter 9. That command was given in verse 25. And the Spirit did what? In verse 26. Cried. And did what? And rent him so. And came out of him. And he was as one dead. In so much that many said he is. Let me tell you what happened. Jesus didn't pray for the child to be dead. Do you, do you understand me? He didn't pray for the child to be rent or tormented. Uh, to hit the ground dead. Did he? He said the spirit should come out. But when all those signs were happening. You know it's like. 
Jesus, why did you command or why did you pray this prayer? Because things are getting what? I had my child. I know the child was sick, but uh, now the ch- everybody said what? In verse 26. Says that this was not what I was looking for. <laughs> so when we issue the command, the enemy will agitate. He will try to do the opposite. But you stand. Jesus didn't bother. He stood. He stood because he had given the word. The word had gone forth. And so he stood until he picked up that child and the child was whole. Are you going to stand tonight? In another place in, in, in Mark chapter 11, I just read verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cost is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The, the previous day, Jesus caused the fig tree. It looked as if nothing happened. You know, the fig tree was still there. And they continued their journey. Jesus didn't stand by and say, fig tree, what are you doing? Didn't you hear me? I said, you should be trying. What are you doing? Jesus, Jesus continued because he had given the word. The disciples didn't uh, think anything had happened. So they continued. The following day, Peter looked up and said, Oh, you know, the same road they were passing between Bethany and Jerusalem. That victory is dried up. And Jesus realized that they didn't believe when he spoke the word. He said, have faith in God. <laughs> you may issue the command and there appears to be no sign. Does that mean it's not going to happen? Let me tell you, brethren, in the morning when you wake up, you will not see that sickness. The Bible says in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree was withered. Whether you see a sign, you don't see a sign, let me tell you, the word of authority has gone out. You stand upon it. Jesus said you should believe that you have received it, Jesus believed that he had received it, and he received it. So in a nutshell, he issued the word, the word of command. And that's how the apostles did it. Because Jesus has given them the power, and tonight we have received the power. Tonight we have received the power. You see, I give unto you the keys of heaven. Whatsoever you shall... Bind shall be bound in heaven. What does that mean? Heaven is waiting for you to bind so that they can execute. That's what happens. If you don't bind, there's no execution. Look at Jesus in John chapter 11. Verse 41. Then 
they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Brethren, you have prayed. Every problem we are going to name here tonight, you have already won. And not only that, God has already won. God has already answered. He has heard. But where was Lazarus? When Jesus said this, where was Lazarus? He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. God has heard his prayer already. God has heard all your prayers. But where was Lazarus? Lazarus was still there. What happened? He said, God, are you hearing my prayer? So I have been praying about this sickness. This problem, years I have been praying. Well, God is waiting for you to do something. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? Look at it in verse 43. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice. We are going to cry with a loud voice. Lazarus, comfort. That word of command was what brought the miracle. God has heard your prayer, but he's waiting for you to issue a command. Are you going to issue a command tonight? Let's look at it again. In Acts chapter 9, verse 40. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. This time, Dorcas had died. And they called Peter. In verse 40, but Peter put them all forth. They were crying, trying to weaken his faith. Put them outside and knelt down and prayed. Was that all? And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. God has heard your prayer. He's waiting for that command. How many of us know he's waiting for your command tonight? He's waiting for your command. Are you willing to say, you sickness, go and you just stand? And you see God moving it away. He said, Brother Bet, when I said this thing, the pain increased. Don't worry. The devil is fighting. You know what he did to that little child? As if he was going to kill the child. He is going out angrily, brethren. The devil is not going out uh, happily. This sent forth, we are rejoicing, but he is crying. He's not going, so, you know, there are some people you are sending forth. They are happy, you are happy. This one, you are happy, he is sad. Because he wants to be there to be tormenting you. But today, he is going. He is going. The word of command. We can look at it again in Joshua chapter 10. Even in the Old Testament. In Joshua chapter 10, quickly. I read verse 12. Then spake Joshua unto the Lord in that day, when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel that's today. And he said in the sight of who? Of all Israel. Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou mourn in the valley of Eidolon. And the son did what? Stood still. 
The Bible says he spoke unto the Lord. That is, he prayed. But was that all? Was that all? Was that all he did? He had to speak unto the problem. Say, you son, you can't go down. It's good to pray, brethren. We pray, but God has heard us. God has heard us. And he's waiting for us to do what? Issue the command. I said we shouldn't doubt. Why? Because, why do we doubt? We doubt because the enemy will shoot an arrow of unbelief, the voice of unbelief. He said, I've heard this thing before, nothing happened. That's the voice of unbelief. Brethren, do you know you heard the gospel so many times? Before there was one day you heard it and you gave your life to Christ. Things became different. That you have heard it before doesn't mean that God cannot do a new thing today. So don't let that voice stop you tonight. Others will have doubt because they will be looking at themselves and say, Maybe I'm not prayerful enough. Maybe I'm not uh, holy enough. Let me tell you, you will receive your miracle tonight. Because the power of God is here. The reason we are telling you to put on the uniform is because it's not sufficient to receive the miracle tonight. You will not be able to keep that miracle without the uniform. Jesus told that man that was sick for 38 years, he said, go, sin no more, lest the worst thing. Because <laughs> when you go home, and there's nobody with the uniform nearby, they will say, oh, have open road again. He will come. That's why you need the uniform. So that you will have perpetual victory. That uniform will take you to heaven. And so Joshua issued that command. And we are going to issue the command tonight. And so let nothing hinder us. Let no external manifestations hinder us. You know, sometimes the enemy can come and say, Look, this, this problem is too big. The many men of God have prayed, nothing happens. Well, I thank God that uh, it's not the man of God that is going to do anything. Who is going to do something? It's God. So if you are looking at the big man of God, you have failed and missed the whole mark. It is God that will do great things. <laughs> Another voice of unbelief will come and say, well, my friend, don't embarrass yourself. Don't speak to this big, this mountain is too big. Don't embarrass yourself. Just pray generally so that uh, you will not be disgraced. <laughs> That's the voice of unbelief. <laughs> But, but whose word are we defending tonight? The word of God. And let me tell you, he says, So shall my word be that goeth forth. It shall not return void, it will accomplish. The Bible says, I stand behind my word to hasten and to perform. So we are not talking about one small little man here trying to defend the word of God. We are talking about God himself fighting for himself. And so three things we're going to pray on account of. Number one, that God has given us the promise. And he is faithful. Number two, our God is compassionate. He has seen your cries. He has seen your tears. 
His compassion fail not. Number three, it's for His glory. Let me tell you, when those mountains disappear tonight, and you go to the office and you go to your working places tomorrow, you begin to tell them about mountains disappearing, the name of our God will be what? Glorified. That's why I say, you land, you should rejoice. This land shall rejoice. This land shall rejoice. And that's where we are going. So we are going to rise up right now. We are going to do things differently. We are going to close our eyes at this time. If you know that you are not living right, you are not a child of God, no matter what they call you, all eyes closed, and you want to receive the uniform, you want to be born again, you want to be born again, genuinely born again, where sin doesn't have dominion over you. Ah, it's not a matter of repenting every day and doing the same thing. No, 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 no. You need the power of Jesus. Just raise up your hand wherever you are. We'll pray with you. That's the first thing. You want dominion. You want that uniform. Raise up your hand. We'll pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you because there is power in that blood. And as many as are raising up their hands, we come before you on account of that blood that was shed for them. And we are asking, Lord, that you will receive them unto yourself and forgive them. And empower them to go and sin no more. Father, we pray this in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let me tell you, as you raise up your hand, something has happened in your life. Those sins that overcame you in the past, as you are going out of this place, they will not overcome you. The chain of sin has been broken already. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, we're running out of time, so all sicknesses, we're going to close our eyes. All sicknesses. Any sickness represented in your body, or you want to stand proxy for someone, this is the time to raise up your hand. And say, this mountain of sickness, this is the sent word for you. So just raise up your hand, brethren. Are there people believing God here tonight? I want you to begin to command those sicknesses to pack up your baggage and go. Just begin to command right now. Jesus has given you the uniform. You are standing there. Command the sicknesses to go. Father, we thank you because of the authority in the name of Jesus. We bless your name because you have given us authority tonight. We put on our uniform tonight. And Lord, we approach the throne by the blood. And so we command sickness, whatever be your name, cancer, whatever be your name, diabetes, whatever be your name, hypertension, I command you in the name of Jesus, get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. The Bible says, He changeth not. There's a, a short song. The man of Galilee, He has done it before. Oh yes, 
Oh yes, he will do it again. The man of Galilee, he has done it before. Oh yes, oh yes, he will do it again. The man of Galilee, he has done it before. Oh yes, oh yes, he will do it again. Amen. You see, when somebody is working on your behalf, you need to praise him. Because he is working and removing the sicknesses. That's why we are praising him. He has been doing it before. He is doing it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's open our Bibles quickly to Second Kings chapter 14. Sorry, Second Kings chapter 4. Verse 14. And he said, Second Kings chapter 4 verse 14, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she has no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. That's what we're going to do now. Everyone, let's close our eyes. You're looking for a child, raise up your hand. We saw what Elisha did. You want a child this year, raise up your hand. This very year you want to carry a child, raise up your hand, raise up your hand. Are you there? You want to receive a child? Let's begin to command children to come upon them this year, this very year, like Elisha did. Say this year, before this year runs out, as many as have raised their hands, in this church, in this auditorium, they shall carry a child, and they shall carry a son. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you because you are the giver of life. We thank you because you've asked us to decree a thing and you will establish it. And so upon all that have raised up their hands, we decree tonight. That before the end of this year, they shall carry a song. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you because you are mighty in battle. And all the things that have hindered the children, you are working already upon them. Even now, we can see you working in their bodies. You're turning things around in their bodies. We can see you going to the witches. And you are turning down their courses. You are reversing their courses. We can see you walking in the covens. You are recompensing evil upon them. And you are delivering us. We can see you walking. You are the mighty man of battle. You are the mighty man of battle. You are the mighty man of battle. There is another song that says, Mighty in battle. You are mighty in battle. Amen. Mighty in battle. You are mighty in battle. Amen. Mighty in battle. You are mighty in battle. 
Jehovah Nisi, you are mighty in battle, amen. Mighty in battle, you are mighty in battle, amen. Amen. We're going to pray. Let's close our eyes. You are here and you are afflicted by bad dreams, nightmares. You have any spiritual attack and you cannot sleep well at night. You are oppressed. Raise up your hand. This is the time. This is the time. Any spirits in your body contrary, this is the time. We want to issue the command. Brethren, the hands are up. Why don't you begin to command these spirits to get out? To come again no more. Issue an express clear command to them. Don't fumble here. You are a man of authority. The ROP doesn't argue with people. They just issue a command. Issue a direct command. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command these spirits to be far removed and never to come back again to these ones that their hands are up in the name of Jesus. You evil spirits, we charge you right now. Come out and go in no more in the name of Jesus. Receive your deliverance tonight. Receive your deliverance tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to pray. You're looking for increase, for promotion. You know, we started this year, at the, at the, at the last month's uh, vigil night, we said kings talk to kings. Because our God is a king, and he will talk to your manager, your MD, on your behalf. You're looking for an increase in your office. You're looking for new jobs. You're looking for a promotion. Raise up your hands. This year will not pass you by. We're going to decree and release the favor of God over your life right now, brethren. Begin to decree. Begin to decree upon them. Father, we thank you because you are the God of favor. You said the same time has come. Lord, these people with their hands up. Father, release your blessing. The Bible says you open and no man can shut. And so every gate of prosperity shut against them. We take the keys that you have given us and we open them. We open the doors of prosperity in the name of Jesus. Upon every one of them, this year they shall testify that the blessing beyond their expectation you have given to them. And your name shall be glorified in the land. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to take a song as we close. Come and see wonderful Jesus. 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 That shall be our song. So as, as the testimonies begin to come, this is your song. You tell the people, come and see wonderful Jesus. Because in the morning as you wake up, you look for that sickness, you don't see it. You say, come and see wonderful Jesus. That shall be the greeting in your office tomorrow. Come and see wonderful Jesus. Come and see wonderful Jesus. Come and see 
wonderful Jesus. Come and see wonderful Savior. Amen. Let's begin to thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Continue to thank the Lord. Let us thank the Lord. The wonderful Lord is with us. He is wonderful to each and every one of us. He is in our midst. He is in our life. We are all clothed with Jesus today. The uniform of Jesus. We are all not of our own. We are all clothed by Jesus himself. So when we are clothed by Jesus, nothing will near to us. God sees us as a faithful children. As a faithful children. Today God has met each and every one of our needs. Whatever the need you come with, come with God. Today the Lord Jesus met each and every one of you. If you believe that, can you please shout hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Father God, we thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst. Thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us in this day. Lord, you know that you are, we, we know that you are the unchanging God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, you are the faithful God. You are the great Khan. You are the mighty Khan. Lord, you are the wonderful Khan. You have done great and wonderful things to each and every one of us, O Lord. Father, we thank you because you are the God of promise. Lord, your promises are as yes and amen, O Father. Lord, the heaven and yet shall pass away, but your word never pass away, O Father. Thank you, Lord, spoken to us, reminded us with your promise in this day. Thank you for using your servant. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing. Let your anointing continue to remain in us and also upon your servant in the days to come. Lord, help us to see the greater things which you are going to do in these days, O Father. Lord, help us to dream a dream of victory in our lives, O Father. Yes, Lord, my God, we are even though we were weak, but we, were strong. we are strong today, O oh Father. Lord, if any one of us became, O oh Lord, came with sickness, we believe and declare today, we are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, if any one of your children came with different need in their life, we know, Lord, you met all our needs today, O oh Father. Because today is the day of victory. Today is the day of rejoicing. Today is the day that will glorify your name alone. We give all glory, all honor, all praises unto you. Because it is all belongs to you and you are worthy of it, O oh Father. As we are going to depart from this place, Lord, take us safely to our respective home. Continue, Lord, let the peace that you promise prevail in our life forever. Lord, Help us to leave this place rejoicingly, glorifying our name alone, O Lord. In Jesus' most exalted name, we offer this prayer. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Go in peace. May God bless you all.